You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And good morning, good afternoon, good late morning, whatever the case may be. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's live call-in show. Ask the vets with Dr. Jeff. Here it is, Super Bowl Sunday. A little gloomy, overcast day here in L.A. A little unusual, but they're expecting more rain, which I, I used to hate the rain, but now um, I love the fact that every day it rains here. I know it's snowing in Mammoth. Check it out. Mammoth Mountain, California currently has more snow than anywhere in North America. They set a record in the month of January of over 250 inches of snow. And it's a premier uh, ski snowboard resort. It's phenomenal. And uh, so I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Anyway, whether you like the Falcons or the Patriots, it should be a good game. It's interesting to see how, how mixed the quote-unquote experts are. You know, you got the perennial favorites, you know, in New England and Tom Brady. But a guy, Matt Ryan, and his, his offense – the way they just bowled over the Packers, uh, didn't expect that at all. So um, they're uh, a force to be reckoned with, and I'm just hoping it's a really good close game. And for those of you who are betting or have pools, the best of luck to you. Anyway, we're here live. It's a call-in show. Uh, you know, I was going to comment. I ran. I, I did a call-in show here at KBC Los Angeles Radio, and um, it was Sunday mornings. And I mean, literally, I got you know ten calls every show, and either. Everybody out there is just afraid to pick up the phone, to log on. We have all these options for you. Certainly the easiest and cheapest is to just give us a call, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. Or you can just log on to go on to the PetLifeRadio.com. Under shows, you kind of log on, log down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Click on it, and there uh, is going to be a link to join us live on Google Hangouts. The same way I'm here right now. And sit in front of your computer or your phone, turn on the camera, and we can talk uh, one-on-one. You, you'll be able to see me. I can see you. And if you have any questions about your pets, that's now's a good time to ask. One of the, my focuses, if you will, is trying to get people and even veterinarians, especially young veterinarians, how to approach a case. Because I find, and we've had this discussion before, and I'm sure we're going to have it again, how many of them are so afraid to set up a game plan. They think they have to get all the answers today and they start testing for these weird esoteric diseases that they'll probably never see maybe once or twice in a 35, 40 year veterinary career. And they're testing for it on day one. There's something wrong with that. So if you're having questions about your pet, uh, what's been done so far, are you getting good advice? Then now's your chance to get some free advice from someone who's been doing this for a long time. I want to thank our sponsor, Save This Life, Microchip and Bravecto, my new favorite flea and tick product. 12 weeks of protection, one tasty, chewable chew. And of course, more than a cone, basically enhancing awareness of the arts through animal welfare. Or I should say animal welfare through the arts, having their more than a cone events once a year. And that is Kong Veterinary Products, a company that makes fantastic products for us, meaning the veterinary profession, which then means for you and your pets. So I had a busy week. And I wanted to share some things with you because we've talked about this before, and it's nutrition. And the first rule of thumb, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't care what the commercial says. I don't care what anybody says. If you are feeding a food that your pet seems to like, that is not breaking any of your rules, and we'll get to that in a minute, 
and they have a shiny coat, they have energy, they have normal stools. There is no reason to switch. The only reason would be if they encounter some sort of medical issue and at the advice of your veterinarian, whether it's because we need to decrease protein or fat or because there is a medical physiologic problem going on with your pet and we need to modify the diet, kidney disease, for example, diabetes, for example, then yes, we need to switch and we need to switch gradually. But if things are going great and you go into the pet store to buy the food that you've been feeding or the, the supermarket and you get to catch this ad for a discount on a new food, I would think long and hard about making a switch. But having said that, I just came back from Nashville, Tennessee. No, not for country music. It was for the Mars Corporation, and they are based in Tennessee. And I went to their testing and research facility. First of all, I like Mars as a company. I'm not going to deny it. They put out a lot of great foods. And what I like about them is they're putting out foods across the board from very high-end pet specialty diets all the way down to some things you can easily, conveniently, inexpensively buy at the supermarket. And then they have the one in the middle, which I like, Iams and Yukonuba, which are available at the supermarket now. They used to only be pet specialty. And uh, it's a little higher end for the supermarket, but it's great food. And I'm sure I've told the story, but I'll tell it again, that when my sister years and years ago, Iams was brand new on the planet, and she bought a Doberman Pinscher from a breeder. And in the paperwork from the breeder and in the warranty for the dog, it clearly stated, if you stop feeding your dog, your puppy, this Iams food, your warranty is going to be invalid. So that's a pretty bold statement. And at the time, I never even heard. She showed it to me. I said, I don't even know what this Iams is. And then started looking into it and finding out that Iams is pretty darn good food. Last summer, I was in Canada doing a, for, um, on behalf of Mars. It was called a mixed feeding campaign, which was great. And recently, I was, if you caught me, I was on Good Morning America for four days talking about nutrition and pet exercise and traveling with your pet, choosing the pet right for you. And that was all also sponsored by IMS. And now for 2017, they're going to be working with me on a new oral care product for cats, which is very important because cats get severe stomatitis and gingivitis just like dogs do. And though it's pretty easy in my hands and I can teach people fairly easily how to brush their dog's teeth, cats, on the other hand, different animal. Literally, figuratively, it's a different animal. They may not be so eager to have you sticking your fingers in their mouths. And if you do, you might end up with a very sharp tooth into one or more of your fingers. So very challenging to brush a cat's teeth. And therefore, if you don't start them when they're young, get them used to it and make it fun, it might be a chore and a challenge. And therefore, I think to have an oral, specifically oral care product for cats is a good idea. And that's being reintroduced right now. And also, Nutro. Nutro is a great food, and I, I actually will feed it to my dogs. And they are doing an entire rebranding, revamping of their formulation. And what's interesting is much of what they're doing is not necessarily, though it will, taste-wise, appeal to the dogs, but it's appealing to the owner. What do I mean by that? Well, they are advertising whole foods, non-GMO, right? Now, let's talk GMO for a second. And I was in this roundtable brainstorming session with another veterinarian, my good friend, Ernie Ward, out of North Carolina, who does a lot of work on obesity and also works as a spokesperson for IAMS, and then two human nutritionists. And what was so interesting is that a lot of the buzz messages that are attached to this new food 
are really not for the pet. It's because we, as parents, and I mean pet parents, have a very strong affinity to what we call anthropomorphizing. So you don't have to look it up. Anthropomorphizing is when we take our human feelings and emotions, right, and we project them onto our dogs, our pets. So for example, if you don't like being in a closed room, you're going to then, uh, like somewhat of a claustrophobic, you are going to then project it onto your pet. Say, no, no, he doesn't like being in a closed room. You don't know that. Or anything that if you like or don't like. So many of us humans, or maybe you humans, are on certain kicks when it comes to nutrition. And these things cycle. What was really popular five years ago is not popular anymore. The buzzwords, clean foods, that's falling out of favor. And GMO and non-GMO. And you see it all over the place. Not only not only do you want your food to be non-GMO, but you want to make sure that the animals that were fed certain grains were also non-GMO. So then, and I was asking the nutritionists and the scientists, and there's a guy there who's on staff at Nutro, at Mars, is actually a PhD in food science on the people side. And I asked him, has any research ever been done to show the ramifications, the effects of genetically modified or engineered organisms versus non? Has there been, have there been any studies? What happens to people? What happens to us when we eat it? What happens to those chickens or the cows when they eat it? And the answer is no, no it's never been done. So what is this kick of genetically modified and why is it so bad? We just don't know yet. Is it so? Or is it? Then you talk to people that are into the environment and the planet and the mouths that we have to feed and will continue to have to feed. And they're saying, without genetically modified, we'll never have enough food. We'll never, we won't be able to make enough. So there's that battle. And they're both, one's you know, protecting the animals, per se, or us, with no proof that it's bad or good. And the other one is saying, hey, we need something like this because we need to have enough food to feed everybody. So it's really an interesting conversation. But the bottom line is, non-GMO is a current buzzword. And not only for non-GMO, the food that you're feeding your pets, but the animals that were used to make that food also need to be fed non-GMO. Like it's going through the food chain. Like, like that chicken is any different, right? They're also making a line. They have four different foods. They have essentials. They have three grain-free varieties. There's another one. And I asked the nutritionist and my good friend Ernie, has anyone ever shown a negative effect of grains? on our dogs. And guess what the answer is? No. Now, of course, we know that wheat and corn can induce food allergies, as can chicken and beef. I mean, any food can. The most common, the proteins are, are poultry, beef, and then grains are wheat and corn. So yes, if you suspect, and with your veterinarian, that, that you determine that food allergy is a very probable cause of your pet's problems, then yes, you need to avoid those. But other grains and other foods should be fine. There's, there's no ill effect of grains. Grains are a good source. Corn happens to be a great source of protein. And yet they get these bad raps from these people that have no scientific background. And that's just plain wrong. So do pets need grain-free? No. But do owners buying the food, do they want to read that it's grain-free because they are for themselves are grain-free, gluten-free? Then the answer is yes, because we are projecting onto our pets what we think is good for us. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying do it. I'm saying do your own research, do your own homework when making these decisions to purchase. But there are three varieties for those of you that are that are into this. Then yes, 
You have some great foods out there. They'll be coming out. They're going to be reintroduced. The neutral the label looks different. And I was so impressed, and not just impressed with the, the ingredients and the fact that they're doing gluten-free and grain-free to satisfy the needs of pets out there that might have allergies or for owners who it's important to. They're doing whole foods, whole grains, if they're going to do grains, which is great, on their essentials. Uh, they're going to be non-GMO. So these are all great things. I think it's going to help them as a company. And for those of you who care about that, you're going to have a great food that's probably going to be on the lower price scale compared to some of those other fancy brands out there, and yet still meeting all the standards nutritionally set by the American Association of Feed Control Officials. Now, having having said that, if you're going to switch foods, which, you know, again, not a bad idea if you think that there's something in there that you want, but make sure you check with the veterinarian, make sure you do it slowly. Before we talk about the facility itself and go on to some um, AVMA news brief items that I thought were very interesting, we have to take our break. So don't go away. We'll be right back after these short messages. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. As a dog, I know a lot about fleas and ticks. So trust me when I say no other tasty chew protects dogs as long as Brevecto. One Brevecto chew keeps fleas and ticks away for up to 12 weeks. Be a good human and ask your vet about Brevecto. Brevecto may cause vomiting. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, and welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber. And um, if you uh, have any questions or comments about diets, about foods, about essential nutrients, now's the time to ask. Give us a call, 877-385-8882, or join us live on Google Hangouts, and we can chat eye-to-eye, so to speak. So anyway, coming into the break, we're talking about the new Mars foods coming out. It's the IMS Oral Care Cat, and also the Nutro for dogs. And I've been, as I said, thoroughly impressed with the Nutro. They're really trying to appeal to the consumer with what consumers want for their pets. Because as I said, most of us have a very strong ability and desire to anthropomorphize. And if if it's not good for us, it's not good for our pets. We are what we eat. So if I'm not going to eat it, I don't want my pets to eat it. And I get it. Oh, 100% get it. So here is the solution to get really good grain-free, gluten-free foods, non-GMO, whole 
foods, a great relationship with their suppliers. I was thoroughly impressed. The facility itself is so cool. I got to tell you, we got a chance to go upstairs and look at the cat room and I'm kind of a cat nut. And I'm telling you, these cats live better than probably your cats do at home. They're in these huge rooms, only 10 cats per room that are only there for up to six years. After that, they're adopted out. Every single animal is adopted out. They only get to stay there, which is a bummer because if it was up to them, they'd probably want to stay longer. And these rooms have, you name it, everything these animals need, enrichment, toys. Every day, people are in there from the staff are playing with these cats, so much so that when you walk up to the, these big glass walls, right, and through these big windows and they can see you, they run up to the windows and they start rubbing against the windows and pawing at the windows because they want you to come in. I already have too many. I have six. But boy, there are a couple in there that I would have taken home in a heartbeat. So um, how they test, what they test, the place is so clean, you can literally eat off the floor. And one of the things that I liked about it the most is you could not turn a corner and not see a very large canister full of Snickers, Milky Way, Musketeers, M&Ms, both peanut. It is the best. And for those of you that are as chocoholics as I am, look forward because coming soon is going to be M&M's caramel. So here's it. It's going to be a caramel nougat instead of the peanut wrapped in chocolate and then wrapped in their coating. And I've heard from those that got to do the tasting, they are to die for. So um, I personally am looking forward to that because um, I ate handfuls of chocolate in two days. And I also learned that the Mars family, it's a privately owned company, they were actually into pets even before they started chocolate. I mean, they are such a big pet care company, which now, of course, with their acquisition of both the Banfield Pet Hospitals and the VCA Hospitals, they are the largest provider of pet health care in the country, single single provider. And um, I think that's good. That really shows the commitment. And, and I understand from the staff there that everyone, every Mars, every family member owns pets, and they are totally committed to pets. And I really like that. I think it's a great story. I was thoroughly impressed, and I'm very happy that I'll be able to help spread their message and messages about what they're doing to enhance the lives of our four-legged friends. Anyway, with a few minutes left, I just uh, saw some smart brief issues. You know, I like to peruse. Just as an FYI, there is a new rare type of the avian influenza, not H3N8. This one is called H7N2, and they found it in shelter cats in New York. Fortunately, it's not super severe as far as the symptoms. However, it is highly infective. And not only do the cats spread it to each other, but if you have a person, one of the veterinarians who was testing these cats ended up also getting infected. Now, it wasn't spread directly from the cat. It was spread by handling the blood and all that. But anyway, it can't pass from pets to people, but he did get it. Secondly, this is really cool. A Bulgarian veterinarian, I know I'm going to kill this name, but it looks like it's Vladislav Zlatanov implanted two prosthetic devices into both hind limbs of a cat who lost both legs from trauma. And the cat has adapted beautifully to these prosthetic legs. And um, his name is Pooh, and they're looking for a permanent home. And here's another one that threw me by surprise. Have you ever owned a hedgehog? Anyone out there, have you ever owned a hedgehog? Well, apparently, if you have, you're not alone. And if you haven't, this will shock you. 40,000 homes in the United States own hedgehogs. And, um, or I should say include a hedgehog. I don't know who owns whom. They're not legal in every state, kind of like ferrets aren't legal here in California, but they could be great pets. However, some people do have hedgehog allergies. I know on our allergy screening that I do 
from my office. We do not include hedgehogs. We do have dog dander and cat dander, but not hedgehogs. But the, the only concern that someone have warned people against, if you are thinking of adding a hedgehog to your crew, would be they can pass salmonella and ringworm. So do be careful. Now, this is more important and a little bit frightening, and only because I've been to the Amazon, but the CDC has issued a warning that travelers that enter these areas, uh, Brazil and in the northeast portion of Peru by the Amazon River, there are many outbreaks of yellow fever spread by mosquitoes, and already 40 people and over 400 monkeys have been killed by this bacteria spread by mosquitoes. So anyway, or it's actually, it's a virus. And be careful because if you're planning to head to that area, Brazil or northeastern portion of Peru, you might not, might definitely want to get vaccinated against yellow fever. I know when I did my trip to the Amazon a few years back, I did get a yellow fever vaccine as well. So the frog tongue, how many of you have thought about the frog tongue lately? Really? No one? Well, either have I, but apparently researchers have. What's so unique about the frog tongue, and if you, I'm sure you've seen slow-mo pictures on video on National Geographic or Animal Planet, it's really cool how they catch their prey. So they whip this tongue out, and it, it becomes like, like fluid-like, and it goes super long. It can actually wrap around, right? You can see sticky stuff, and then when they pull it back in, it gets like rock hard. And researchers are so amazed at how the tongue can go from this gel-like fluidy substance to a very hard substance and think that they may use the however they do it to help people in medical research. So um, I think that's kind of cool. I'm sure we never thought about it, but some people have. This was really cool too. A dog that shows up, an injured dog shows up, is brought in as a stray to a vet hospital. And uh, this happened in Spain. And the veterinarian doing her exam saw that this dog clearly just had puppies. And uh, so she put a leash on the dog and let the dog walk her. They walked over two miles, and finally the dog shows up at an abandoned car. And what's inside the backseat of the abandoned car? Ten healthy puppies. They're greyhounds, greyhound puppies. So they collected them all, brought them back to the office, the hospital, and now they are working on rehoming them. That is really cute. And then also, I don't know if I can, I tried to take a picture of it. My last one, I'm going to try to share it with you. I found it very, very interesting. So this happened in Butte, Montana, that a fire department gets a call, and it was kind of an unusual call, that a dog got its head stuck in the wheel, like the mag wheel of a truck, and couldn't get it out. Now, we're not talking about any dog. We're talking about an eight-month-old coonhound. And I'm going to show you a picture of not only the dog in the wheel from both the inside and the outside, what the, what the person saw who saw the dog, and this cute coonhound. I'm going to try to hold it up, try to hold it steady. And I don't know if you can see that, but there it is. You see the inside of the, with the head sticking in. And then on the other side, right, you see the head stuck inside the wheel. And then down below, you see this adorable puppy coonhound. And look at those ears. Well, the problem is that when you have those kinds of ears and you try to get a head out of a solid. Now, of course, logically, if it went in, it should come out. But it's very, because the way the face and head is is structured, it's kind of streamlined. So it can go in, but then going backwards is a different story. So anyway, 
they were able to use like a lot of like oil, like coconut oil or palm oil, something really slimy. And using the anatomy in reverse by getting the skin, many, many skin folds and those ears out first and some good strength. They're finally get the pup out. Uh, pup was unharmed. Maybe hopefully learned his lesson, but he probably didn't. And uh, anyway, that's a cute story. So that's it for now. Our time is up for anyone who is a big Super Bowl fan. Have a great uh, time today. If you like the Pats, if you like the Falcons, um, I um, clearly love football, but I don't have either one as my team. So I just want a really good game and I'm going to be watching on a big screen and um, enjoying some really good food and maybe uh, not maybe and some beer. Uh, anyway, um, everyone have a good time out there and um, we will uh, see you here next week. Next week, we'll are planning to have a special guest. Once again, my very good friend, Dr. Heather Lenzer from the American Animal Hospital Association. February is National Pet Dental Health Month, and we are going to be talk, talking about dental health for your pets, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, comparisons to human medicine, some changes that are being made in veterinary medicine, and we're going to talk about it all. Once again, thanks to Brevecto, to More Than a Cone from Kong Veterinary Products, and of course, Save This Microchip, Save This Life Microchip, I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Werber, and um, have a great week, everybody, and a great game today, and we'll see you here next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.